First You Think is a not-for-profit ministry of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines. Support us at ucdsm.org today. A Christmas Prayer with Seven Words by Rebecca Parker. We remember the Magi, observers of stars, evidence-based seekers, who found their way to kneel before a baby. May we, too, kneel before life's intricate mysteries, following the path of science-based searchers for truth. We remember Mary, birth mother of a revolutionary prophet, the fetus in her womb a surprise. Her choice, a decision to magnify her hope, the birth difficult attended by a beautiful diversity of animals and a ragtag gathering of vulnerable people. May we, too, kneel at the cradle of Earth's dreams for peace and dedicate ourselves to revolutionary love. We remember Joseph, unexpectant father, who embraced the baby at, as his own, believing that every child has a God-given entitlement to love and care. May we, too, stand by the women and children of this world when patriarchal privilege and power threaten their freedom and put their well-being at risk. We remember the angels singing in a cold night to the overtaxed poor, promising peace and goodwill to all. May we all echo their song in acts of solidarity and justice for all souls, Refugee souls, green souls, disabled souls, black souls, young souls, transgender souls. And may we join the bold, holy movement to bring heaven to earth. May the morning star brighten our hope for a new day. And may laughter strengthen all our prayers. Amen. So what do these thin places mean for us? How do these experiences enrich our lives? When our hearts are open through these thin places, we see more clearly. As Marcus Borg eloquently describes, we see the person right in front of our face, see the landscape stretched out before us. We move from darkness to light, from night to day when we see with the eyes of our heart enlightened. An open heart is alive to wonder. An open heart knows radical amazement. These times of thin places have transformative power. Their purpose is to bring intention and attention together for the opening of the heart and to nourish our souls during this special time of year in a loving and accepting community. This space offers us a safe and caring place where we can live and move together. Through the celebration of the winter solstice and Advent season, we yearn for the coming of the light following the darkness of winter 
whether it means a time of spiritual renewal or simply longer days of sunshine. The text for the choir's next song, Where the Light Begins, was originally written as a blessing for Christmas by Jan Richardson. To paraphrase notes from the composer, Susan Labar, the kindness and love that we show to others every day radiate out to bring light to the whole of humanity. When we love, accept, and care for all of our neighbors, despite our differences, we find that the light that the dark world so desperately needs begins in us. When our hearts are opened, we feel the suffering and pain in the world. We feel compassion and are moved to respond in acts of love, not just for people, but for all of earth and its living things. In the familiar hymn, Joy to the World, we sing that the whole earth rejoiced at the coming birth. Joy to the world, the word is come. Let earth with praises ring. Let every heart prepare a room and heaven and nature sing. Heaven and nature sing. In 2010, Friar Antonio Pernia from the University of San Carlos in the Philippines addressed the UN Conference on Climate Change in Copenhagen. Here is part of his address to the conference. The Gospel reading for the Midnight Mass at Christmas, Luke chapter 2, lines 1 through 14, does not say it explicitly, it only insinuates it, that is, that at the birth of Jesus, also nature, or the physical world, rejoiced and exulted. Everyone was in joyful celebration that night. The angels, the shepherds, the stars, the earth. Indeed, all of nature rejoiced at the coming on earth of the Son of God. Pope Benedict XVI, in his 2008 message for the World Day of Peace, adverts to climate change as this most serious problem of our age. Pope Benedict said, We need to care for the environment. It has been entrusted to men and women to be protected and cultivated with responsible freedom with the good of all as a constant guiding criterion. Respecting the environment means not selfishly considering nature to be at the complete disposal of our own interests. For future generations also have the right to reap its benefits. It means being committed to making joint decisions aimed at strengthening that covenant between human beings and the environment. Friar Pernia closed his UN 2010 address with these words. 
Endangering the earth is endangering human families' home. Endangering the human family is an intimate community of life and love is endangering peace in the world. It is emptying Christmas of one of its fundamental aspects, peace on earth, goodwill to men and women. This coming Christmas, as we adore the child Jesus lying in the manger in Bethlehem in the company of Mary and Joseph, we may still hear nature sing and celebrate the birth. The air may still be cool. The stars may still shine brightly. The shepherds may still come in haste. And the angels may still sing joyfully. But already there are signs that this may no longer be so in the future. And what if nature no longer sings at Christmas? As the choir sings The World for Christmas, written and composed by Anders Edenroth, the lyrics are framed from the point of view of Leah, a three-day-old baby girl who was born to a close friend of his. This beautiful newborn made Anders realize that his concern for the future of the planet needed to be expressed as Leah's unspoken wish. So the choir sings in Leia's voice, I only want the world for Christmas, the blue-green forever-turning world for Christmas. Nothing more, nothing less. Give me a present for the future. Our next reading is by Gwen Matthews. As December opens up before us, we welcome in the gift of reflection. We turn toward our holiday celebrations and search for common threads of meaning. We begin with Yule, the winter solstice, and we are invited to explore duality, cycles and seasons, and to witness the Holly King being overcome by the Oak King. Yule reminds us that we all partake in the miracle of renewal. Hanukkah, the festival of lights, commemorates a time of miracles when the faith of the Jewish people sustained them to reclaim their holy temple and keep the light of the menorah burning for eight days. Christmas, the celebration of Jesus' humble birth in a manger, offers us to revisit the miracle of birth and the desire to find saviors to heal the scars of humanity. Here in our church, you are just as much a holiday miracle as the turning of the earth, as persistence and dedication to a faith, as the creation of each new life. We see the love you give to others, the space you create to hold one another's joys and sorrows, and the generosity and spirit you entrust to this community. You are the holiday miracle. 
this community is one of miracle makers. Let your lights shine brightly so everyone can see. The present you are giving is all wrapped up in living every day with joy and not once a year. Make every day in your own way like Christmas. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. Thank you.